Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. On the daily, look who's back. It's Christopher Jacob Chandler. It's me. I'm (laughs) so excited. You know, it's so funny. I was telling, I was saying this to somebody the other day. I was like, I feel like Chris Chandler needs to have a comeback on the podcast. And my favorite thing about all of this is you, if you are watching this on YouTube, he has gel eye masks on. They're fabulous. My they eyes, really are. My eyes are rejuvenated, restored, Re- renewed. Renewed, rejuvenated, restored. Well, hi. So um, for those of you who maybe are new to this season of the show, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is my best friend in the entire world. This is uh, Christopher Jacob Chandler. He and I met at um, actually Lululemon when we both worked there, but – I would say our friendship really took off because of SoulCycle. We were SoulCycle instructors together, and then he fell madly in love with his now husband, and then they moved to Austin, Texas. And I was like, well, that is not what I had planned when I- Not in the plan. Not in the plan when I decided I was going to tell you to become a SoulCycle instructor. And so <laughs> that happened. But um, he was one of the people who encouraged me to start this podcast, and you also were my very first episode on the show. So it only makes sense that we're bringing you back in season two because you're a fan favorite. Guess who's back? Back again. again. Dandler's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> I wish you guys could watch. If you, if there is any episode that you watch, it's this one on YouTube. Like, go watch this episode because we are epic. And it's makeshift. Like, you know how Danielle typically has her office and it looks beautiful like we're in my guest bedroom with a clunky microphone <laughs> sitting on like a like a meditation the computer is dropped <laughs> on a meditation pillow and we're literally sitting on a bed this is me <laughs> and the wasn't here and shut me down anyway um okay so what are we talking about today i wanted to bring you on so Y'all who don't know Chris, if you don't know Chris, you should go follow Chris. Literally, Christopher, ja- Christopher Jacob Chandler on Instagram. It's the longest, most obnoxious Instagram in the world. But it's easy to find. It is easy to find, yeah. He – you have the – you. I keep saying he because you're – but you're here. You are such um, an inspiration to so many, including myself, about how your core values and what you stand for and what you believe in. Um, in terms of like brands you partner with, like brands you work for, how it all has to match your personal ethos. And I really wanted to do an episode about that because I think sometimes when we get into business and entrepreneurship, there's this pressure to kind of just take whatever deals we can get and to just, you know, take whatever's handed to you. And like, it's okay. Like if, especially if you are looking to partner with brands or become like a, do collaborations, like if you are doing Instagram influencing or you run an online business of sorts, there's this pressure to just take what you can get. And you are somebody who has really held me accountable to staying true to what I believe in, which you and I are very similar in that. And there's been multiple times that I've had to like check myself and kind of say like, 
WWCD? What would, <laughs> like, what would Chris do in this moment? So um, I would love for you to just kind of share on that. Like what is your like your ethos personally and how how that like translates into pretty much all things you do? Well, first of all, thank you. That was very kind, Dee. You're welcome. You know, I want to say that for us, it's a place of privilege for us to be able to choose who we work with. And I know that if you might be first starting out or using your social media for business, that that might not always be the case. And there are always ways for us to make more sustainable choices. And so personally, I have my own ethos of if I'm partnering with a brand, I want to make sure that they are a brand that I use already, or if they have something that I would love, that it's something that I would use, that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to talk about them and make money from promoting their product. I want it to be an authentic connection that I have not only with the brand, but I don't want my people that I connect with on social media to be like, oh, he's just doing this for money. And so I really want to make sure that one, I use the product or it's something that I would actually use. Number two, I want to make sure that everything is done in a sustainable manner. A good pre-qualifier for me is that if a company is a B corporation, aka a benefit corporation, then I already know that they have gone through the stringent standards of being a business that walks the walk, talks the talk, and then walks the talk. Basically, any business can make claims, but this is something that says, oh, the claims that this business makes are verified. What are some um, de- like examples of B Corporation brands, like big ones? Big B Corporation brands. Big B Corporation brands. Say that 10 times yeah, fast. Seriously. Okay? <laughs> um, Patagonia, Allbirds, Ben & Jerry's. Athleta. Athleta, 7th Generation. I just bought an avocado brand green mattress and I'm obsessed with their company. They are climate, not only climate neutral, but climate negative. And the mattress that we bought is all organic, it's vegan, and it's biodegradable. So thinking about when we're done with the mattress, it's not just going to sit in a landfill, like it'll actually become one with the earth again, which makes my heart happy. Beauty Counter is a B corporation. There's so many other companies that are, and the list keeps growing every single day as people get more aware that if we want change to occur in a capitalist society, how are you going to make that happen? Well, if it's run by money, then it's got to happen through money. And where is the exchange of money? In businesses. And so using business as a force for good, I truly believe that that's where the change is going to start from the inside out. Of course, it's important to partner with your local government and and put effort in where you can. And from what we're doing every single day, that's where I see the change happening. And that's with Mm -hmm. the exchange of money. So backing up, the B corporations, there are 3,500 or so in 75 countries around the world currently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's growing every single day. And that's a really, it's a really hard certification to get. And I, I love how like I love just, and it's B Corporation Month too, so it's a good thing we're talking about that this month. But I just think, so when you're, when you go to work with a brand or let's say if I'm trying to start a business, right? And like, it's not a network marketing business. It's not, it's like a, it's an online business and I make something. Mm. What would be your top tips for, you know, if sustainable, like let's say sustainability is a pillar. If I'm starting a business and sustainability is a huge pillar of mine, like as one of my core values, 
what would be some tips you would have as like somebody gets started for like maintaining that even when it gets hard? Because I think there's sometimes where people are like, oh, well, you know, there's just some things that like you just can't do sustainably. Mm. And I think increasingly, I feel like that's not true. I feel like there's always a way now to do it sustainably. It may not be the cheaper way. It may not be the easiest way. It may not be the path of least resistance, Mm. but can you speak to it? And like, can you speak to that and maybe some tips and, you know, things that you would look out for or- because you have a really beautiful way of speaking about, you know, it's it's all in the small things, you know, and it's all it's not all or nothing. Totally. That's a great question. The number one Thanks. thing. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you had this podcast? Oh my god, you're so good at asking questions. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the number one thing first and foremost would be transparency because no one has it 100% mm-hmm. perfect, but explaining where you're at and where you're going and the steps you're trying to make to get there, that's really important, especially for trust between you and your clients and customers. I love that. Like, like, hey, our goal is this. We're we're just starting out and obviously we have some kinks to work out and it's something that we will accomplish in the future. Right. Yeah. Like if a company is on its way to, it has a goal of being zero waste. What I would wanna hear is what are the steps they're taking right now and what do they have in place at the moment for me to participate in that so that in the future, that goal can actually be attainable. Does that make sense? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point because I think too, when you're starting a business, you know, the only way that you're going to be able to have the option to do all of these zero waste initiatives, clean energy, you know, making sure that you're not, you're climate neutral or climate negative, that takes money. And in order to make money, you need, you need customers, you need consumers, right? You need Mm -hmm. clients, you Mm -hmm. need something, you need some sort of cash flow in order to make that happen. So I think sustainability is a really good first because it's not like you're going to, unless you got a huge investment and you're able, if you are able to make all these things happen right off the bat, awesome. Yeah. It's not the reality for most people. So yeah, I mean, transparent, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that's a really good, it's a really good step. Another tip would be look at the things you're doing every single day and see if there's more a more sustainable option for you to use. Mm-hmm. So for example, I mail a bunch of things. And so instead of using just regular paper or regular ink, what I have done is I've just, I just researched on Google. I was like, sustainable packaging, just sustainable envelopes, sustainable ink. And now when I put my address on like a piece of paper, it's made from algae. So when it's thrown away or recycled, it's not going to put toxic chemicals back into the environment. Mm-hmm. All of my packaging that I use now is biodegradable and there's no chemicals in it. So it's like little things like that. And like Dee said, they might not be the most cost effective. And when people buy from you, they're not just buying the product. Right. They're buying what you stand for. They're buying the process in which you produce the product. They're buying where your profit is then going to. And so little mm-hmm. things like that show that you care beyond the actual product or service that they are receiving. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we talk, I say that on this show all the time, like it, people are going to buy you before they ever buy what you're selling. Totally. And so if people know that you walk the walk, and I think that's one of the things that's so brilliant about you is that I know even what, I don't even necessarily need to know you, although I know you really well, but if I go to your Instagram, I will know pretty quickly who you are and what I'm going to be buying 
before I even know what your business or businesses are. And I think that's a really big one is you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. And even if your business is not 100% reflecting that yet because of, you know, startup cash flow, at least you are that way. I remember, so we are both partnered with a company who had a CEO recently who was somebody who really walked the walk and talked the talk. So this was a person who really wanted our company to become a B corporation and really wanted our company to be one of the, like the, the, the motto was not the best company in the world, the best company for the world. And this was a man who in his personal life also like his house was zero waste. Like he, you know, he believed in clean renewable energy. And so I think that trust comes with your client base or whoever your your future you know consumer will be i think the trust comes when they know that you personally have that ethos totally right yeah another thing i want to mention is anytime us as humans get new information it can be pretty overwhelming because when you get new information about say nutrition or ways to be more sustainable or one way where you are acting one way and there's a way where you can go and act a different way in a way that's more aligned with your ethos. We can make the decision to just go 180 and it can be like, I have to do this now. I have to do this now. And while some people can make that sustainable for most people, it's it's little changes over time. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I have for business owners is people love a story. People love feeling like they are a part of the journey with you. And so if you have a goal to be more sustainable, talk about it. Invite people in. Invite their their questions and see what ideas they have because what an awesome way to bring more people into the awesome things that you have going on for yourself than saying where you're going and and saying, will you come with me? Yeah, I remember we I had this this brilliant idea and my and my fiance Breezy will definitely tell you that this was a headache at first. (laughs) Um, I had this brilliant idea. I was like, let's stop using paper towels at home. Let's stop using regular toilet paper. She was like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) It's like, I don't think we need paper towels. I don't think we need them. I think we can, I think we can get like reusable cloths and like just do, she's like, yeah, but we have to do more laundry then. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, eventually I would love to get a washer and dryer that like doesn't use as much water. And so that is something. And and it's like, there's obviously things that are not going to work out well. Like at that time, like we were this huge fitness family. I was teaching a ton of workout classes. We were doing laundry every day and using a ton of water and we're plant-based. So we're using less water, you know, in certain ways and then more water in other areas. But we did it slowly. We just decided to stop using paper towels. And like, yeah, for the first couple weeks, it was weird. And the instinct, because we've been conditioned, was to like go for paper towels. And now like we don't even, it's not even a thought anymore. Like we don't even, it's not even something that we go, oh, remember when we used paper towels? Like we just don't even, it's not even a, it's just, we just don't have them. And we switched to bamboo toilet paper that's better for the planet. And we didn't even, we don't even think about it. And it's just really, it is true. Like these small changes over time just become part of who you are. So that then when you're in, when you're, you know, trying to get a business off the ground or trying to scale a business, or even if you've had a business for a long time and you just are deciding you want to make it more sustainable, 
make those choices in your personal life because then making them for your business isn't going to be some major jump. Totally. What do you think has been the biggest, um, like the biggest things you've learned about sustainability in business since like really making this like a big part of your life? Hmm. Like crazy ahas about just like waste or. Yeah. (laughs) Where do I begin? Like I said, when you first listen or when you first get all this information about sustainability and how there's much work to be done, it could feel overwhelming and hopeless. And it's simply about one decision after the other. How can I make this decision more sustainable? I remember in college, we would go to our local Trader Joe's and go to the dumpster because they had to throw out all of the food, but they couldn't donate it to say a food pantry or anything else because there's certain laws in place. So California, there's like big California laws, even bigger ones there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that made my heart so sad. And Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that a business cannot give away because then they would be held liable for anything, if anything were to go wrong. And so, so much is wasted from the resources that you use. So the supplies, if you're a food-based business, then that could go help so many other people. But because of the laws we have in place, and for some of it, good reason, right? Like that's the, there's a double-edged sword to everything. Mm -hmm. So my first thing was take deep breaths, know that like the more we are sustainable in the moment, the more we can make bigger sustainable changes in the long run. Mm-hmm. And so does that make sense? Yeah, it did make sense. I'm trying to think of like one of the biggest like things that like shocked me. And it was Breezy is a my my fiance is an event producer and she had no idea how wasteful the event industry is. And so when she started working in these industries, like it would be the same thing. They would do gifting or there would be like a gifting suite or there would be these initiatives to, you know, that they would have at these events and, you know, they're studded with influencers and all these things. And then anything that didn't get used, they would just throw away. And it was like so much plastic and so much, you know, just trash. And so one, and like, and that was something that was really shocking to me. I guess I just never thought about it. And so that's one thing Breezy does in her business as well is she's always making sure that she can use like the most sustainable, like if there's going to be a dinner, like the most sustainable, like cutlery option, the most, you know, like, can we cut back on napkins? Can we cut back? Where can we cut back? Where can we increase our sustainability and like reduce our carbon footprint in these moments? And I think she agrees too. It it does, it does start with like small, small changes and the the other thing I want to say is in our daily lives, let's say you have one plastic water bottle and you throw that in the trash when it could have been recycled. Okay, cool. Like that happens all the time. The bigger picture here is what matters. The bigger picture is it happens all the time. Right. The bigger picture is that that one is compounded over and over and over again. And if we were able to see how many plastic water bottles are simply in the ocean right now, just mm-hmm. floating around, or just a, a visual is is really helpful so that you are motivated to actually take care of yourself, the people around you, and the planet, and your everyday actions. Mm-hmm. I know this may sound funny, but there's a at one of the places where I work, there's a waste basket and then there's a recycle bin. They're right next to each other. And when I'm throwing something out that's not recyclable and I see things right next to it that could have been recycled, I will reach in there and grab it and, and transfer it to the other 
been. Because it's like, all it takes is one moment of intention to all, dramatically alter the end state of where that will go. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you just nailed it. It's It kind of goes back. We've talked about intentionality on this show before. It's not just about being sustainable for the sake of sustainability. Right. It's the intention behind it, right? It's that footprint that you're trying to minimize. It's the idea that if you can become more mindful and intentional in the way that you run a business, the way that you live your life, think about the ripple effect that that will cause um, and so I really do want to talk about that as well. Like what are, what's transpired since becoming like a more mindful and sustainable person? Like how has that contributed to the way that you interact with people? Like the relationships that you have with, you know, anybody that works with you or for you. And I would love to like expand that conversation because it is all connected. And when you become a more mindful person in one area, you're going to become a more mindful person in so many other places as well. Well, I think it goes back to the, I think the most toxic thought that anybody could have is, well, it doesn't affect me, so it doesn't matter. And Mm -hmm. while that might be good for productivity or for getting shit done or whatever it is that you need, we are inextricably connected with one another. Mm -hmm. We are inextricably connected with the world around us. And in our modern society, that might not be visible in your day-to-day life, but it's true. Like, look up Ways to be more sustainable online, and you'll see the the havoc that our modern society, even in the past 20 years, has created. And I'm hopeful that with innovation and with intention, we can reverse the changes that have happened tenfold to make it even better from before. But in terms of – is your question – for my relationships? Yeah, like how is like even like the way that you interact with people, like I've noticed for me, like the, just by becoming more sustainable in my everyday life and then like that then rippled into my businesses and the way that I run my businesses. Now, like if I'm trying, if I am like having an event or if I am like in a certain place, like I'll try to shop local because I now know that that relationship is so important. And it's like the small things that we do every day and the way that we interact with one another can create big change. And so like, I would love for you to talk about in like similar ways, like what has what ripple effect has occurred by like just focusing on sustainability and like how has that then branched into other areas of your life as well? Okay. <laughs> I'm asking really big questions. No, the, no, this is really good because when you focus on sustainability outwards of the actions that you can do for other people, you also focus on sustainability for yourself. Mm. And as crazy as it sounds, focusing on the earth and what can I do to make this world a better place from my usage has also let me be, okay, from my own energy, what is most sustainable? Mm. I can't keep going, going, going. I can't keep doing this and doing that. And so focusing on sustainability has also given me grace in my relationships with other people too, because mm. I don't expect them to fully give 100% of who they are all the time because I know from an energy standpoint, that is not sustainable. And I do that with myself too. And so one, not even speaking about recycling or green stuff at all, it's this focus on how can I make what I'm doing last as long as possible? Yeah. Like think about that. Is the way that you're operating right now in your business, in your life, something that you can keep up for the next five years. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, what changes can you make? Now, let me, little caveat. There are times to hustle. 
There are times to push. There are times to be obsessed with your mission. There are 100% times for that. I'm not saying if it's not sustainable at all from an energy perspective, then don't do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from a holistic perspective, is this something that you will be able to continue for the next year, five years, 10 years? Is this sustainable? Can I keep this up? And if not, then you make the choices to make a change. That's a re- that's a really good point. I love the I love how you were talking about like sustainability with your energy as well cuz I talk about that on the show all the time. If you listen to this, you know that. It, like can you if you keep doing 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 for everyone else and you just keep spreading yourself really 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 thin, how how long is that going to last? And then but that comes back to sustainability. Like if you keep we keep like treating the planet the way that we've been treating it and like spreading it so, 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 so thin, how long is that going to last? Yeah, we are connected. That's mm-hmm. it. We are connected with each other. We are connected with the planet. And so sustainability on all aspects and all fronts is a super important focus. Yeah. Um, what if somebody's trying to like, if somebody has has never do- like dove, dive, dove in? Dove. <laughs> Jumped into there you go a sustainability practice. What are your like top five like getting started tips? Like easy changes you can do right now. Easy changes you can do right now to be more sustainable. Number one, ditch the plastic water bottles. Buy one. Bye. Buy a stainless steel or a glass water bottle. Don't even worry about BPA free plastic. Like just ditch the plastic altogether. Fill up your water at home carry it with you, utilize all the different filtered water stations that are popping up everywhere, and you will be surprised on how many water bottles you will save, but also it's better for your health too to not be drinking from plastic. Number two, be intentional about recycling. And I know that recycling has its downfalls and remember nothing is perfect, but like the more intentional you are with it, the more you can make sure that the things that you use are not just going straight into the ground and taking hundreds of years to decompose. Well, the thing with with recycling is like the reason why recycling plants get so backed up is because everyone's using a fucking plastic water bottle when like there's clearly other alternatives. So let's save the recycling for things that actually like there aren't that many alternatives and need to be recycled. And then we can do less, like we could use less water bottles. We can use less plastic and, you know, and things like that are available in other sources so that recycling can actually be utilized in the way it was intended. Yeah. The next tip I have is to cook at home. Ooh, that at-home restaurant girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that might be intimidating for a lot of you. And here's the thing. I'm not saying don't go to restaurants. I'm saying minimize your takeout because takeout has all the styrofoam and plastic and all that other stuff. If you're going to eat out, go to the restaurant and eat on the silverware plates and stuff that they have. It makes my heart so nervous to think about what has happened within 2020 to now with all the restaurants doing takeout and all the one single use items. I'm like, okay. So like now more than ever, it is super important for us to minimize takeout and to either go and eat at the restaurant or cook at home. There's a restaurant in Maui. It's called Moku Roots and they, they don't do takeaway 
like plastic. Mm. So if you want to take food away, you either have to bring your own glass containers or whatever so you can bring home the food or they sell stainless steel containers that they can you can buy yeah. and they can put the food in but they won't give you styrofoam or plastic or they don't do that at all. I mean it's Hawaii so like they're a lot more vulnerable to, you know, waste than other parts of the world, but I thought that was amazing. And I asked them when I was there, I was like, do you guys ever get like slack for this? Like, do people ever like complain that you don't have, like, it's not convenient? And they said no. And I was like, see, it's like, it's such a perception. Everything is such a perception. Like if we would all just like, I think we all, I mean, everybody pretty much agrees. It's just that we've gotten so used to convenience you know, but yeah. if the if I went to a restaurant and they're like, sorry, we don't do takeout styrofoam because it's bad for the planet, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, totally. Sorry, I had to interject that story. No, yeah. And, and once again, like the places where I do get takeout from sometimes, all the packaging and all, it's all sustainable. Mm-hmm. So it can be, it's compostable. It's, is that how you say it? Compostable? Um, compostable. 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 <laughs> It's like emphasis on the right syllable. Put the emphasis on the right <laughs> syllable. <laughs> Grammar matters. Let's eat grandma or let's eat comma grandma. Two different things. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tip number four would be that if you see trash on the sidewalk or around you, like think about if you would want your kids playing in that, if you would want other people to experience that, like pick it up around you, it takes two seconds. And I think about all the time that I would like walk by something on the sidewalk and not pick it up. And I thought, oh, it wasn't mine. So I guess it's mm. not my issue. It's like, no, it's the, the world is ours. So it is your issue. It is something to look mm-hmm. after. And although it may not be you who threw that on the ground, what a gift it is that you get to be able to put that in a place where it can either be recycled or it can be disposed of properly. And it will always cause, I've noticed that like by picking up trash, it always causes this like domino effect. And then I always see somebody else doing it around me. Like it, it's like a, oh, they did that. I'll do that. It's like a pay it forward kind of thing. Yeah. Like the pe- when you're in line at Starbucks or something and someone buys your coffee and they're like, okay, I'll buy the person's coffee behind me. And it's like this mm. train of, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. And all it takes is one person. All it takes is one person caring to start a movement. Mm-hmm. And then it moves into your family and to your friends mm-hmm. and people might not understand and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. keep doing you and stay focused on it. One more tip that I have to be more sustainable is to think about your energy throughout the day. Tell me more. Are you operating in a way that is helping you and the world around you or is taking away from it? And I know that might sound silly because it's not necessarily a tangible tip and it requires a lot of introspection, but I truly believe that if people are taking care of their energy, they will be focused on taking care of the world around them from a really grounded place. Mm. And so, yes, all those things matter. Drinking from glass water bottles and limiting your plastic use and cooking at home and picking up trash when you see it, really you focusing on your energy will allow you to see the world from a different place where you're like, okay, this is all of our home. Let's take care of it. I love that. And it's, it does like, because the more, the more you take care of your energy, then you have more energy to like do better things for the world around you. It's like it, it, if you drain your energy, then you have nothing left to give. Like the more you, the more you take care of yourself, the better you can like 
take care of the world. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Um, well, I really loved this episode. Thank you so much for sharing all of those amazing nuggets with all of us. Um, go ahead and blast yourself. Where can people find you? Hi. <laughs> I'm sure you, everybody already follows you've you. You've already shouted out my Instagram, longest name in the world, Christopher Jacob Chandler. And then if you are interested in working together, I have a website, www.christopherjacob.com. Wait, ChristopherJacobChandler.com with nutrition coaching, joy coaching, all those things. That's where you can find me. Or you can just watch our reels because we just come <laughs> together all the time. That's right. Um, thank you for being here. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.